Barth. And I'm your host, Stephanie Kretz. I can only <laughs> guess why you're giddy. Because tonight we are starting a new campaign gaming thing. I believe it's called Gloomhaven. <laughs> and it <laughs> will be the... I'm, I have a gaming session going on tonight with friends. Oh. We finished uh, uh, this, this group of friends. We went through Clank Legacy. So we finished that, I think, uh, our last time we were all together... We completed Clank Legacy, and now we're starting Gloomhaven, which is another uh, legacy-style game where the game changes as you play it. Mm. And I'm kind of excited for that, because I enjoy... I've I've been enjoying legacy versions of games. I thought you were excited and giddy, because you finally get Shay. Look, I was trying to hide those (laughs) stats, and you called me out. (laughs) Because we all know that's the real reason. <laughs> yes, finally. The long-awaited Shay makes her appearance, her debut. <laughs> I'm kitty like a little schoolboy. <laughs> you even texted me while you were watching it about, like, that was it. It was just, I would never tell you to leave Shay. <laughs> yep. Yep, I answered her question. Okay. <laughs> yes, I want you to stay Shay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it rhymes. Shay, yes. you better stay. but i'm also excited for our gaming night (laughs) well good i'm excited for my evening of drinking wine and eating cheese and crackers with taylor and Allie. Mm. sounds exciting it is the calm before the storm well by the time you listen to this taylor will already be married but (laughs) But the real question is when does the stripper get there we're not doing a stripper this is just a chill night of relaxation. I don't okay. know what the boys are doing, though, so who knows? When does strip poker start? With the boys? I don't know. I don't know what they're doing. The three of oh. us are just going to hang out. And play Twister. Sure. Have if a pillow that, fight. If that's what you boys need in your life, then <laughs> sure, that's what we're doing. <laughs> hey. I was a member of a bachelor party where we went and played paintball. So, twice. Two times. Yeah. My brother did paintball, and my good friend Imad played paintball for his bachelor party. Very nice. That sounds it was, fun. It was great. My friend Imad, they had a game where uh, <laughs> he got to pick two people to be on his with him. So, it was him and two people from the whole group of people, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, his guards were indestructible. Mm. And everybody else had to try to get a mod. So we were to protect him while he kept in hiding. And I'm like, this is right up my alley. (laughs) I am so ready for this. That sounds fun. So we're all hunkered down, right? And then the guy's like, all right, go. (laughs) My one friend's like, what are we going to do? And I said, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. And I went and stepped out from my cover and started walking toward them. They started pelting me. <laughs> I just started walking up. I shot the first guy. I'm going to the second guy, and they all jump on and go, we give up. <laughs> <laughs> but 
But if they shot you, doesn't that mean you're out? No, we're indestructible. Oh. So as long as we could take the pain. I see. I see. For me was not a problem. I'm very good at pain management. (laughs) All right. Well, there you go. So they gave up because they didn't want me to catch them and shoot them. (laughs) And the guy running the game once said, well, I've never seen that happen before. (laughs) He's like, you just went out there and you let them shoot you. Like nothing. Because it is nothing. (laughs) True. I will get you. You will be taken down. That's my voice for it. Good job. Thank you. But getting How about back you? To Any Shay. fun bachelorette star stories? Oh, no, not really. I've only done the one, and that was a couple weeks ago. We had the actual bachelorette party, and we just went out to some restaurants and drinks, and it was fun. Okay. Nothing crazy. Uh, that's acceptable. And it I always a, doesn't have and to be crazy. had a surprise bachelorette for Taylor when we went to Vegas in May. How about this? Since you yourself hasn't haven't participated, yes, in a rowdy bachelorette party, have you been an observer of a rowdy bachelorette party in action? I don't remember. It's been. I'm sure there. I have come across at the bars, and I don't know, but I haven't really done the bar scene in quite a while. So. Well, yeah, with the panini and all. Yeah, the panini and just not really caring anymore. <laughs> but I've seen girls with prophylactics stapled all over them. Mm. They have to go up and preposition guys as their last night as a single and an available woman. Oh, Lord. <laughs> uh, of course, there's all the penis regalia that goes along with all yes. that. Straws. I, I, I choose not to engage with that stuff. I had I like the classy version of the bachelorette party. So I know somebody once that they went shopping but they put the 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 uh the bride in a shopping cart <laughs> and pushed her around everywhere in the stores. <laughs> nice. Um yeah, we're just going to chill. Actually, Allie just texted me so she's on her way, so Sweet. Well, then we better get to putting this episode on tape. Let's go. Well, digital tape, I guess. Yeah, you know, podcast tape. What are we doing today? Uh, We are talking about Shay. No, I mean, well, we are. (laughs) But um, this is Orphan Black again, as per usual. We are on season three, episode five. This episode is called Scarred by Many Past Frustrations, which is how I currently feel. (laughs) (laughs) I'm very stressed out. <laughs> so this is relatable. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, but when we last left Sarah, she had been knocked out by the, the Mark Face boys and was taken to the caster facility that Helena's in. It gets me every time. The Mark Face boys. I like that you use Helena's <laughs> description of them. The Mark Face boys. Hey, Helena is the funny. Helena has the best lines and the best mm-hmm. descriptions for everything. She does. <laughs> and uh, Helena realizes that Sarah is in the cell beside her now. And has magical footwear. She does. She has little, uh, little tennis shoes. There, 
Sometimes it's not. Oh, really? <laughs> like when she's looking through initially, she's barefoot. Oh, and then she has tennis shoes on? And then she has those shoes on after oh. that. I'll have to pay attention next time. <laughs> That's funny. I'm not going to lie. Those like prison outfits look kind of comfy. I mean, they got like some, it's like joggers and like a tank top and like a nice, like comfy flannel shirt. I don't know. Well, technically, it looks really they're comfy. not in prison. <laughs> what? Technically, they're not in True. prison. They're, they are imprisoned, but not yes. in prison. They're wearing their weird little desert, <coughs> desert imprisonment outfits. Yes. Um, Elena's, however, is all bloody and gross, so I'm sure she smells fantastic. Oh. <laughs> well. After the last episode, I'd find it hard to believe if she didn't get a little bit on her. <laughs> After she stabbed uh, Parsons in the head a bunch. Oh, and she had earlier thrown her bedpan through the grates. Oh, I mean, right. I'm sure there was some yes. splashback. Her 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 poop. Mm-hmm. Tossed, tossed her poop at them. Yep, and I don't, I don't see any showers in those cells. Yeah, I mean, her hair looks real matty. Yep. So, uh, she gets some dreads like Cosima soon. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, um, should we do this? Like, you know, we should do, uh, okay, sorry. Just wanted, got my confirmation that what I did was good. Okay. <laughs> I can, I can de-stress slightly now. <laughs> Stephanie had some off-camera business to do. Yes. And it had, and now, great, thank you for sending this. Okay. Now a, I a did great- it right. A great weight has been lifted from her shoulders. <laughs> Unless it's like, this is terrible. You need to change your life again. We will not accept you. <laughs> this is terrible. You need to change your life again, huh? I don't know. How many times have you heard this? I don't know. I'm just... My brain it's is your... just not functioning on the higher higher level lately. <laughs> I'm, just, All right. I'm just beyond. Okay. Anyway, we'll do yes. Fe- we'll do the Felix and Gracie and all. We'll do that side first. Because it's your favorite character, Gracie. <laughs> you know, on my you know thirtieth rewatch of the show, <laughs> Gracie's not as bad as I used to feel about her. <laughs> nice. Uh, <laughs> um, she's still really annoying in the beginning, but yeah. she's not so bad after this. You're starting to empathize with her. Yeah. Her- her younger life. I th- I also think that this episode, like, she's kind of cute in this episode. So, um, so she shows up on Art's doorstep um, because Sarah had, well, Sarah, Art is also looking for Sarah. He doesn't know what happened to her because she was supposed to call and check in with him. Right. When she was chasing her caster lead and she did not do that. Um, and then, so she... So yeah, Gracie shows up and she says, hey, Sarah told me to come here if I'm ever in trouble. And she explains that she was kicked out of the Prolethians, the mm-hmm. the weird blind man's house, <laughs> whatever his name was <laughs> that I lost. I forgot. <laughs> Apple bottom or no, <laughs> Apple crack. <laughs> no, those are jeans. <laughs> <laughs> the Applejack farm. I don't know what his name was. <laughs> it's something Apple, that's for sure. <laughs> So he. Uh, <laughs> so Art. You are turning into a suburbanite. <laughs> so Art doesn't know what to do uh, with Gracie, so he takes her to. Mrs. S. 
Mrs. S because he thought that she was still an expectant mother and she says, no, I lost the baby. So he takes her to Mrs. S to take care of her. Right. Um, Felix is none too thrilled about this because he knows that, you know, she betrayed Helena and all these other things. And he's not a fan of Gracie, really, because he doesn't trust that she's deprolethean herself. And right. it's so he's he's first watched through Stephanie Kretz when it comes to her. Mm, yes. Okay. But yeah, they let her hang out in Kira's room because Kira's off with Cal and um, or in hiding from the caster boys, mm-hmm. the Mark Face boys. Right. And so they let her or Felix and Gracie have a little heart to heart, and he's like, you know, I have sex with men, right? And she's like yeah, that's fine. Like, I don't, those aren't my beliefs anymore. I don't think it's wrong. Like, do what you got to do kind of thing. Uh, and if only, if only being decult programmed was that simple. Right? If, that, if it was that quick. <laughs> yeah. She's just, she's more lamenting the fact that she hasn't been able to do anything with her life. Like, she hasn't smoked or drank or, as she said, gone skinny dipping. Mm-hmm. And Felix says, well, you can start with that. There's a shower at the end of the hall. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Felix. Um, and then Gracie and Mrs. S have a little heart to heart after that, which Felix is eavesdropping on. And she tells, because Gracie doesn't, doesn't understand why they're being so nice to her. And Mrs. Mm-hmm. S says, well, you know, I also got married really young and my husband, John, was killed. So I was completely lost and you know on a path of self-destruction after that and then one of her friends took her in and saved her from herself and so uh gracie's like oh so i'm your penance and she's like no i'm just gonna take care of you (laughs) like (laughs) i'm just gonna be nice to you and take care of you because i get it right um so uh later on uh gracie comes downstairs dressed in one of sarah's outfits she is wearing like a fishnet bodysuit basically <laughs> and little booty shorts and uh knee high socks knee high socks and uh boots i boot, think combat boots yeah basically a sarah a classic sarah outfit yes but not as good looking in it well not all of us can be tatiana okay I, well, yeah. <laughs> i'm just saying she did she, she just... did look very tall i was very I always forget how tall Gracie is until she was staying next to Mrs. S. And I was like, this girl is so tall. <laughs> <laughs> so they're all like, oh, you sure got dressed, did ya? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so they decide to, you know, just help her be a normal girl. And Felix makes her a drink, a gin and juice, I think, which she downs immediately. And then... Mrs. S puts the music on and then they start jamming and dancing and she starts to feel a little bit more like a normal person. And it's actually, it's really cute and sweet and they're showing her how to dance because she doesn't know how to move right and Felix right. does a little twist and I don't know. It's, it's pretty adorable. <laughs> so you're, gonna, you're saying... Uh, <laughs> yes. This is going to be so bad. Yes. So Felix did a little twist made a little move and then got down that night he sure did (laughs) or i think gracie got down sadly (laughs) on the floor (laughs) 
Well, Gracie was a pretty drunk. Yes. Well, she. One of the the funniest parts is when she just goes, "I love alcohol." <laughs> yeah, we all we all do. It's good times. <laughs> I remember screaming that on my twenty first birthday. <laughs> I didn't scream that. No. But. <laughs> uh, but sadly, she collapses in pain, and she re- obviously we all know she had a miscarriage. Uh huh. But. This is something else entirely. So Mrs. S calls nine one one, and uh, they don't—they just can't tell what's wrong with her. Um, and at the same moment, Art is visiting the woman that the Rudy and yeah, that uh, guy—the other one that right. they like, the twins that they like, you know, seduced that woman, and then the second one showed up, and she was like, "Oh my god!" And then she filed a police report. Um, following up with her um, and she says that she's been sick the doctors don't know what's wrong with her and then she takes her her sunglasses off and her eyes are just red the whites of her eyes are red and like kind of bloody bloodshotty and then very bloodshotty yeah it's gross and then the doctor the the paramedics that are trying to help Gracie they try to get her to open her eyes and her eyes are all bloodshot the same way all bloody and red and gross Mm mm-hmm but we'll leave that mystery for next time. Maybe. Maybe. Could be the episode after next time. Who knows? Yeah, we, I don't remember <laughs> when we find out. When do we get back to Gracie? Only the writers of the show will tell us that. <laughs> so, uh, let's see. There's sadly no Allison this week. I'm always sad without Allison. Yeah. Because she's just so silly. You know... She'll they've have got, her moment next week. They've got things going on. <laughs> They're know, doing high their drug drug dealings and yeah, making soap. It takes time. <laughs> They're busy making soap this episode. Yeah, getting their stock back up. Exactly. <laughs> so I guess that brings us to Kasima. Yep, might as well do her. <laughs> what? Sorry. <laughs> I think Shay. I think Shay would like to. <laughs> So she, uh, Kasima finally agreed to go on a date from her lesbian dating app, Sapphire. Mm-hmm. And she is meeting her mysterious date at Bobby's bar. And she's just like, whatever, this is so stupid. I don't even know I'm doing this. And, but she's like very nervous. Yeah. And Bobby cautions her not to talk about her ex too much because she is clearly like not over Delphine. Like, Everyone can see it, that she's pining a little bit. Nobody likes that. No. And it's not a good look for a first date. You don't want to talk about your ex the whole time. I know, it never works. Because then it's like you're just obsessed with your ex. Exactly. And you're not ready for anything new. Same thing in Crazy Stupid Love. Talked about as a soon-to-be ex-wife too much. Mm -hmm. Nobody likes that. No. But then this little beautiful blonde creature appears... Yes, tell me With more. a shining beacon of hope and light for us all. Say it slower, slower. <laughs> <laughs> and her name is Shay. Uh, again, what was her name? I'm sorry. Shay. Oh, yeah. S-H-A-Y. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Played by the lovely Ksenia Solo. Yes. Who is known for Lost Girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was in the movie Pet. Yep. And another one that I can't think Black of. Black Swan. Oh, yeah. She was in Black Swan. Mm-hmm. Because she's a trained dancer. 
yep. and Gymnast, I believe. Um, she's also in another movie with Tatiana, which I will talk about later because I think it's okay. in my fun facts. Um, so, yes, she... Cosima is clearly like, oh, oh, she hot. Okay. <laughs> like she's, <laughs> she definitely was not expecting who she saw to, who, who walked through the door <laughs> to walk through the door. Wow. <laughs> I mean, she seems very speechless. Kit, would you agree? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, I agree. <laughs> it's just funny you go like, oh, she hot. <laughs> I mean that was that, coffee, that coffee, was that her coffee, inner coffee. monologue clearly because she's just like oh hi oh yep yeah, hi yeah hi. <laughs> <laughs> if it were a cartoon, her jaw would have dropped to the floor and her eyes would have popped out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So Shay kind of she can Shay can tell that Kasima's really nervous because she's never done this before, and so Shay's like, here, let me just. Let me just make this easier for you. It can't be worse than this other date I went on with this girl with this like super goth girl with spider web makeup who every time we had something in common, she wanted to high five me. <laughs> um, That's and... what I've been doing wrong. <laughs> you high five too much? Yep. <laughs> so... Uh, and then Kasima's trying to like do the normal small talky date things like, oh, so where did you grow up? And Shay's like, okay, here, I'm just going to give you the backstory. This, 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 and this. And More like, here's the rules. Yeah, because Kasima <laughs> has no idea what she's doing. She doesn't know how to date. Exactly. <laughs> and so Shay helps her and she's like, I love, you know, my parents got divorced when I was six. I, I'm a pescatarian. Uh, my favorite color is blue, and my favorite city is Barcelona. And Kasima goes, your favorite city is Barcelona? She goes, me too. Up high, buddy. <laughs> Asking her to <laughs> high-five her. <laughs> it was so good. So, such, a good such a good part. <laughs> and uh, she accidentally says something about her ex, and then she's like, oh, sorry, I'm not supposed to say that. And because she's like, it's okay, it's okay. So then they clearly there's some stuff we didn't see and they've been bonding a little bit. And then Kasima's mm-hmm. like, my friend would be so shocked I'm doing this, but do you want to get out of here and go hang out somewhere else? And of course, I do. what? But we have to finish this podcast. How <laughs> <laughs> was that for smooth? <laughs> I mean, if you want to come and drink wine and eat cheese, but you know, it's all girls <laughs> with all the ladies. <laughs> yeah. Um, that would be fun because I remember the last time we drank wine and oh my god yes that was a (laughs) good I believe I still have a photo of you passed out on a chair I believe it uh huh good times it was a good one it wasn't a you know it was just it was an action shot of you sleeping oh good yeah if it could be called action that was the the night of seven bottles yes Mm. you look seven bottles and four people (laughs) or something yeah (laughs) and you look so peaceful i'm like i have to i have to photo document this and (laughs) snap the shot (laughs) good times we only will have three bottles between three people so i think it'll be okay i think we'll survive tonight oh okay (laughs) all right so i'll be there with four bottles (laughs) now four Uh, oh god Anyway, uh-huh. so Shay is like a healer person. Like she's very spiritual, 
Reiki, massage, nutrition type person, which is like the opposite of what Kasima is because she's all hard sciences and medicine. Exactly. Yep. Um, so they go back to the loft and uh, Shay is giving Kasima a very sensual massage. And yes. uh, then she asks Kasima if she wants to talk about her ex at all and like tell her what happened. Mm-hmm. And Kasima's like, I don't know, because you know everyone's telling her not to talk about her. But then here's Shay asking her to talk about it because clearly it's like bothering her, and she needs to get it off her chest. Um, so she's like, Well, do you want me to go? And she's like, She's like, No, I don't want you to go. And she's like, Well, do you want me to stay? And she's like, I don't know, because <laughs> she's just so. Enter Fred's s- phone. Text message Stephanie Kretz. Yes, Shay, I want you to stay. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, that is when I received the text during that scene. <laughs> um, she just has a lot of inner turmoil going on and probably some guilt and probably some, I don't know, just lots of things going on with Kasima. Mm-hmm. So she says, she just says, I don't know. She doesn't know what to do. And she's like, okay, I'll, I'll just go. Starts packing up her bag. And then Kasima finally spills the beans like, my ex's name was Delphine. We worked together. She was French, mostly really great hair. And she's like, I don't know what I'm doing. So Shay just drops her stuff and then gives her a big ol' smoochum. Cause she, cause Kasima says, you, you know, you're way more than I expected. Cause she, I think she was expecting the date to go terribly and her to just go home and not deal with it. But now right. she's realized that Shay is a really awesome person and is very hot. And now she doesn't know what to do because <laughs> she didn't expect to have, she didn't expect to vibe with anyone so quickly. She fell for her new monitor. Hey, <laughs> no. <laughs> but that does bring me to something I missed, which is while they were talking at the bar, yeah. somebody was taking photos of them together. Oh, yes. We don't know who, but there was a camera zoomed in on them. Yes, with a nice telephoto lens. Mm. I wonder what kind of DPI that thing had. Was that just you taking photos of Shay? Huh? No. How did you know? (laughs) Do you have cameras in my house? (laughs) (laughs) What are you talking about? Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. Stop it. There's nothing to see here. Move along. Move along. These are not the droids you're looking for. <laughs> so that is where Shay and Kasima end for now with the smoochums. Yes. So moving on to the main the main part of uh, the story, which is we're just going to hang out at the uh, Pupak, yes, the scorpion. <laughs> He's the main protagonist of the rest of the episode. We follow him through the through his journeys. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so it all takes place at the caster base. Uh, Sarah is trying to get through to Helena and explain to her, like, hey, I did not sell you out. It was Mrs. S, and they made a call between me or you, and I... They needed, they needed something to get me and Kira out of Dyad, so they chose you. Like, it sucks, and I didn't make that choice, but that's what happened. Stop taking it out on me. <laughs> right. Um, I mean, to be fair, they just viewed her as the person trying to kill Sarah, so, you know. Yeah. Seemed like a, a logical choice. Right. 
So Helena still doesn't really believe her. She's in Pupak is also in her ear telling her she's lying. Don't trust her. She'll just tell you what you want to hear. That's my scorpion that's uncanny voice. Uncanny how good you do that. <laughs> I mean, that's like almost right on. <laughs> Thank you. It's like hiccuping <laughs> halfway through. <laughs> I mean, because it's exactly what happens uh-huh. in the part. I mean, I'm just saying. It's yeah. like it sounds so much like it. Are you Pupak? I might be. You never Were you know. Were the vocal actor that did Pupak? No, no yeah, sadly, you know it was true, it was Tatiana. Yeah. yeah. That was a previous fun fact. <laughs> Um, so, but as Sarah lays, or is next to her, she realizes that Helena has, who has obviously been there a while, has learned things. Like, they hear a door opening in the distance, and then, uh, Helena counts down from five. Helena counts down from five as, you know, and then the door opens at one, that they're coming to their cells. Right. So Sarah realizes, oh, she knows how much time they have before someone comes into their cell. And um, she tries to get her to say how many people are on the base. Well, that was a different that was a different thing. That's later. Oh. Hold on. Um, OK, yeah. So the soldiers come in and they take Sarah. They and Dr. Cody has already had a conversation with one of the caster boys. And she's like you know, someone is not going to like our new guest. And she's like, well, too bad. He's, she's here. And I think that someone is clearly Paul. <laughs> Paul. So she takes Sarah and takes a bunch of blood from her because they want to dil- dilute it down to stem cells because they have the bones from the kid in the grave and they're going to, you know, you know, try to make a cure for the caster boys, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Um, so because she's special yes because sarah is very much like helena i mean well they're twins as we know and so then she's back in her cell and she's like oh they took like a gallon of blood from me and then that's when she starts asking her well that's just inaccurate because the body doesn't have a gallon (laughs) (laughs) wait did you roll your eyes uh yeah a little bit Uh, Sorry, I had to. Also, Doctor Cody goes to go visit Mark, the actual, the 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 one with the actual Mark face, Mark. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, and the Mark Prime, Mark Prime, <laughs> and tells him like, you know, whatever you had with Gracie wasn't real. Did you consummate the marriage? And he's like, yes. So she hands him a little notebook, and she says, "Don't forget, all intimate encounters go in your book." Yep. I think she goes, Congratulations, your first logbook. Mm. Yes, because he's never done it before. What was that? He's ne- he never did it before. Oh. Did what? The the deed. Oh, okay. The dirty deed. Done dirt the dirty cheap. Deed. <laughs> All right. The nasty as done. Allison would say. <laughs> the nasty as that All right. <laughs> he just he was uh he never got it on mm-hmm. so Paul finally arrives right in the facility and uh he is very mad to see sarah there he's like mad Doc- at her and mad at the boys for bringing her 
It's amazing. Dr. Cody called him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he's like, he's like, you just, all you had to do was stay away. <laughs> but nope. Like, come on, Paul, this is Sarah. All she's going to do is get involved. Like, that's her whole jam. Right. Her life is to be involved. And obviously, what did you think was going to happen when you took Helena away? She was going to try to find Helena. Like, come it's on, true. Paul. Come on, Paul. Well, maybe he also thought that because Helena tried to murder kill her, that uh, maybe she'd let it go. But at the end of season two, they were all friends. Remember saying, they did maybe, their little dance party? Maybe, Everything maybe, was fine. Maybe, maybe nobody knew. <laughs> but she does finally get someone to admit that Sarah had nothing to do with Helena being taken. And Paul right. says, it was either you or her, and I chose you to save and Helena to sell out. Hmm. But Helena still is like, eh, whatever. However, she does start to get a little bit more talkative to Sarah now that she knows that she didn't have anything to do with her kidnapping. So <clears throat> after Paul leaves. Yeah. <laughs> I'm skeptical of your last statement. I'm just saying, like, they start talking more about they do. what she's learned. Yeah. Uh, which is, yeah, how many people are in this facility? About 11 million. And Sarah says, come on, Helene, I know you've counted. Like, come on. Uh, she still doesn't trust her fully. She doesn't trust her fully, but she is at least talking to her. And then yeah. she realizes that she can use Sarah to help her with her escape plan because Sarah knows that Helena, well, Helena says something like, to a rat any hole can be a escape or something like that and then sarah realizes that she's found an escape plan an escape i thought to any like a tunnel or something oh to any rat yeah i don't remember what she says exactly right but either way it gave her a clue that she could escape yeah she's That's been planning planning an has an escape yes there's also a line that I don't remember the context, but Pupak is teasing Helena about butter, and then Helena goes, shut up about the butter. <laughs> and that's, like, my favorite line from this episode. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so oh, was, she said Sarah would melt her like butter. Yeah, okay, yes. And shut up yeah. about the butter. Uh, <laughs> Which is funny in itself, because butter actually plays a role later. Yes. <laughs> Oh, also, I forgot a, something that's important to Paul later on. When Sarah was yelling at him, she's just like, what are you, you really think your cause is good here? Like, what are you doing with these, these, uh, this noble cause to cure these caster boys who are harassing women and, you know, sexually assaulting them and taking hair samples? And Paul doesn't ha really have a reaction, but he seems very confused by that statement. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Do you think he doesn't know about their I'd, side mission? No, I don't think he does. Okay. Um, so, yes. She finally gets Sarah... Or Helena finally gets Sarah to help her with her new escape plan. She's like, okay, Sarah, I will use you, but I need your help. So, right. the next time the guards come, counting down from five, they ask for Sarah's meal tray. She says, come in here and get it yourself. And then she gets in a little tussle with them. And then they beat the shit out of her and take her to the infirmary because they have now beat the shit out of her. Right. <laughs> so they have to fix her. 
Um, so while she's laying in the infirmary bed, she has one hand against her cheek holding an, an uncuffed hand, holding yep. an ice pack. The other is cuffed to the bed. Uh, while the doctor is looking away for one split second, she moves the ice pack away and grabs something on the tray of medical supplies. And then she is taken back to her cell and left there, uncuffed. And then she pulls a tweeze, a very long tweezers out of her mouth, which is for Helena because she needs them to do what she needs to do. Pick her Pick. hand cuff. Yes. Leg chains with a bar. Um, it's hard to describe what they are. They're ankle cufflings, mm-hmm. but there's a bar over the chain to keep her legs separated. Probably to make it more difficult for her to move. Yes. But normally, aren't ankle cufflinks usually a really short chains that you can't run? I mean, technically with that, she could probably run, although she'd look like a penguin, but... <laughs> and she yeah, I don't know. Waddle ran away. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, Sarah takes the tweezers, wraps mm-hmm. them up in her little... She pulls the, the pants tightener string out of her pants ties the tweezers to one end and then gets to the door of her cell and tries to toss helena the tweezers that way and yep. at all the time they're keeping an eye on the camera because it's slowly zooming and scrolling through the room mm-hmm. and then uh so she it takes a few tries and they have to keep ducking and hiding from the camera i'm like reenacting it no one can see me but <laughs> Where'd you go? <laughs> she... I lost it, guys. <laughs> I'm hiding from the camera. And then she tosses again. And yep. uh, finally, Helena catches it, takes the tweezers, undoes her cuffs. And then, yep. yeah, she uses this weird bar thing she's created with the cuffs to um, pry open one of the the bars Loose of her cell. Bars on yeah, because she noticed she it was loose. Yep. Yeah. And then. After many more tries of that, because, you know, Sarah's keeping watch on the camera, she gets the bar out, and then she removes a stone from the wall of her cell, where she has been hoarding packets of butter from her dinner. (laughs) And then she takes... Shut up about the butter. Shut up about the butter. (laughs) So then she takes the butter and rubs it all over herself to make her body all slippery smooth. Mm-hmm. And then she somehow gets herself, her entire body, fit through that teeny tiny opening. She gets her ass stuck for a minute, <laughs> and she's just hanging out while the <laughs> camera's on her, which, you know, gives me great anxiety. And then she finally slides her little booty, sucks in enough to slide on through, and then she falls on the ground out of her cell. Yep. So Sarah says, oh, take care of the camera. So she Helena runs and takes care of the camera, turns it off, which then, unfortunately, alerts the guard who was watching the cameras. She, Not very well that he didn't see a Helena hanging right. He was out reading of her a magazine, door. so you know, important business. <laughs> and I don't then think Playboy is important business, but okay. <laughs> it could be. And then he. Are you trying to imply he's the one guy that actually reads the articles? <laughs> yeah, maybe. I mean, he's. <laughs> He's on duty for a while. He's got time. <laughs> so uh, Helena hides while they listen for the guard to come. And Sarah says something like, oh, well, something wrong with that camera. It's being crazy. 
And he's mm-hmm. like, okay. And then he goes to turn around and then Helena jumps him and shoves his head into something pointy in the wall. And that guy is instantly dead. Yep. Welcome back, Helena. <laughs> like all right there she back is to your old murderous ways <laughs> i mean he's kind of a bad guy so it's okay yeah um, and now he can just stand there relaxing <laughs> yep and sarah is like oh jesus and then uh or bloody hell i guess is what she would say uh-huh. um and then she's like all right helena okay get his keys let me out come on and she's just like now we are even sister and then she pieces out She's not going to help Sarah get out. Nope. Instead, she goes to escape the facility, runs through the halls, avoids all the people, climbs over the side of the wall. And Pupak's like, come on, what are you waiting for? Let's go. Let's go. And she's like, oh, my sister. And she's just very conflicted because she doesn't want to leave her behind. But she's also still really mad at her. And uh... Do you think she left her behind from an earlier statement that Helena made? Which was what? When she's like, I can help you escape. And she goes, do you want to be my sandwich? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and she's like, what do you mean? <laughs> she's like... In, in Siberia, uh, you yeah. take us, you take weak person with you because then you can eat them later. Yeah. And that's why you're the sandwich. <laughs> yes. So maybe she felt she would slow her down. Yes, maybe. I also forgot one of my favorite things from this episode is when Helena's like threatening Paul and she's just like because he's talking about how she stabbed the guy in the head and how you know she messed up months of research and data that could help the boys and she's just mm-hmm. like oh maybe you're next and then she like makes like a killing noise and then Sarah just goes yeah Paul maybe you're next <laughs> like, it's like good one Sarah you really got him <laughs> enter the little clip of <laughs> got him <laughs> uh, that always cracks me up because I'm like, good, good job, Sarah. You really, that was a good, great comeback. <laughs> uh. Uh, so, yeah. And the episode ends with Helena sitting on the wall as the alerts sound out that Helena escaped, and we don't know what she's going to do. Yep. And that's that's all. That's all she wrote. Well, I guess, actually, no, she climbs down the wall and out of the compound, apparently. To what, huh? She climbed down the wall and out of the compound, supposedly. I don't recall that. I don't recall that either, but that's what the Wikipedia says, and I don't recall she did that. I feel like she was still sitting on the wall at the end. Yeah, I agree. I think she's sitting on the, like, right behind the light. Pretty smart spot to sit, because if you look at the light, you're just going to get the glare from the light. Yeah. Maybe she did. Maybe she was looking like she was going to. Maybe yeah, that's maybe. how it was supposed to end. Maybe. So. Okay. I know you have to have fun facts because you said the hive is back. I do. Cool. What? I have to use the way back machine to do it, but I do have it. <laughs> in store for us from the way back machine. So yes, I will. I will read the blog or parts of the blog to you. Um, so their favorite part of producing the show was planning and executing the contortionist sequence, the one where Helena escapes, obviously, her bar. In researching prison escapes, 
to write the script, I came across the story of a Chinese yoga master who escaped his prison cell by squeezing himself out through a meal tray slot. He claimed he had a skin condition so a doctor would prescribe him ointment. Then he greased himself up and smushed himself under it out. And when I pitched it to Graham, he just pointed his finger right at me. Yeah, Helena's definitely doing that. <laughs> we auditioned a number of gymnasts and hired a phenomenal athlete, Dora Udekin, to do the stunt work. Dora was so graceful and strong, she had to be directed to make everything look harder, and we had to actually make the prison cell window slot much smaller. We also had to shoot the run, jump, and the wall climb on the same day as the contortionist's uh, as the contortionist stuff. So we had two units running simultaneously in the same space, sharing Tat and the stunt doubles. John Fawcett shot much of the contortionist work while David Frazee filmed the run and jump and climb. At one point, there were five Tat stand-ins or stunt doubles on one set. <laughs> That's crazy. And for Cassinia, um, the writer of the blog said, I had the great fortune to work with Cassinia Solo, uh, I'd been a fan of her work on Lost Girl, and watching her and Tat in their two-handers was a treat. I don't know what that means. Tat and Cassinia have apparently known each other for a long time, having worked as child actors together, so they had instant chemistry. Um, but of course, the biggest thrill of working on the show is always the same, watching Tatiana work, watching her bring these incredibly diverse characters to vivid, electric, credible, indelible, sorry, indelible, can't stop watching life. Some of her choices as Helena were jaw dropping and not just the big ones like pretending to snap Paul in two through the cell bars. Tat's Helena characterization is so subtle. A cackle here, a sigh there is all she needs to deliver menace, laughter, empathy, or even heartbreak. Tat's Helena carries her wounds on her sleeve in her posture on her brow to see such fully formed characters appear on the set in front of you is mind boggling. So yeah, even though I've been working with her for three years now, I'm still amazed. <laughs> wow. That guy pulled out all the $10 words. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So, um, a fan then, I guess, mm -hmm. based on that statement. Well, I mean, he works on the show, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was all of them. Yep. I, I dare you to find another word to describe somebody that he didn't already cover <laughs> in that one paragraph. Good point. Good point. <laughs> what's our What's our count? Oh, it's gonna be a little tough because there's some caster boys in there too. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I don't think we saw Scarface, so that well, is, he's uh, dead, isn't he? Scarface is dead? No, he's not. No. No, he's not. He's on a mission, I think. That's right. We see the prison boy, so it's one. Two is Mark. Three is Tatiana. Four is Helena. Well, they're all Five. Tatiana. <laughs> Sorry. I meant to say Sarah. Uh -huh. Five is Helena. Or four is Helena. And five is uh, Cosima. Yeah. And that's it. Just five. Yeah, I think you're right. Yep. Because Scarface wasn't. Well, wait, wait. There's six. Because Parsons' dead corpse. Oh, that's right. Because there is that scene that I miss where that you know after Paul heard what Sarah said, he did. He started he doing his look. own little scooping out, scoping yeah. out, and um, he first looked at Parsons' dead body, um, and then he uh, started found looking through log. files, and he found these logs of all these little notebooks that had lists of women's name with a piece of hair attached just like 
hundreds. Mm-hmm. So he's very confused about what's going on that he doesn't know about. And also thinking about what Sarah said about what the caster boys are doing. Mm-hmm. So there's sowing some some seeds of distrust in him. Oh, okay. I was going to say, yes, they are sowing seeds. <laughs> <laughs> there, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> what does Gouda think? Gouda, what do you think? Hey. What's up? He's sleepy. I don't think he has anything to say. All right. Is that all the facts of fun? That's all I had. Well, if you'd like to make a suggestion or get a hold of us, or if you know some fun fact that we didn't know about, you can email us at cdoublepodcast at gmail.com. If you... There, now he has That's opinions. Right. Yeah, That's right, do Gouda. it. That's what he you, says. Gouda says, yeah. do it. Email us. If you want to get notifications of when new episodes come out and see Steph's little blurbs on uh, what they are, you can follow us on Twitter at CDoublePod. You can follow Steph on all her socials at Steph plus Verb. And after the world stops being crazy, she will be doing things again. <laughs> yep. And if you, uh, if you want to be extra nice, you can uh, please go to iTunes and rate and review us because uh, that is the best way for our show to gain traction. And I guess, yep. See, Gouda, Gouda <laughs> Gouda, is telling you, you what us? to do. Gouda, what did you rate us? Oh, now he's going to be quiet because I asked him a question. Oh, uh, gotcha. <laughs> well, I guess then until next time. I'm Stephanie Kretz. And I'm Bradford Barth. Thank you for listening. Uh, Goodbye. Bye.